Unless you've created a proper estate plan, when you die, many of your assets must first pass through the court process known as probate before those assets can be distributed to your heirs. And like most court proceedings, probate can be time-consuming, costly, and open to the public. And because of this, avoiding probate and keeping your family out of court is the central goal of most estate plans. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I am Becky Easton, your host. Today we're talking a bit about probate. What is it? Um, We hear all kinds of stories and depending on what state you're in, maybe your state is considered more or less probate friendly. And um, just wanted to touch on kind of the basic process of probate. So during probate, the court supervises a number of different legal actions, all of which are aimed at finalizing your affairs and settling your estate. And probate typically consists of the following processes. First, determining the validity of your will, if you have one. Then, appointing an executor or administrator to manage the probate process and settle your estate. Then, locating and valuing all of your assets. Number four, notifying and paying your creditors. Five, filing and paying your taxes. And then finally, distributing your assets to the appropriate beneficiaries. And in most cases, going through all of these steps is a real pain for the people you love. It's expensive, it can take a long time, and it can be highly inconvenient and sometimes even downright messy. So by implementing the right estate planning strategies, you can help your loved ones avoid probate altogether, or at least make the process extremely simple for them. To spare your family from the time, costs, and stress inherent to probate, I'm gonna talk for the next two episodes, well, this episode and tomorrow's, to first explain how the probate process works and what it would entail for your loved ones. And then tomorrow I'll outline some of the different ways you can avoid probate with wise planning. So if you fail to put in place a proper estate plan, your estates must go through probate before they can be distributed to your heirs. And in general, this includes those individuals who have no estate plan at all, then whose estate plan consists of will alone, and those who have a will that's deemed invalid by the court. It's important to point out that even if you have a will in place, your loved ones will still be required to go through probate upon your death. This is a common misconception that people ask me about all the time. And if you wanna keep your family out of court and out of conflict when you die, you simply can't rely solely on a will, and you need to put in place additional estate planning vehicles. If you die without a will, It's known as dying intestate, and in such cases, probate is still required to pay your debts and distribute your assets. However, since you haven't expressed how you wish your estate to be divided among your heirs, your assets will be distributed to your closest living relatives based on our state's intestate succession laws. And these laws typically give priority to spouses, children, and parents, followed by siblings and grandparents, and then more distant relatives. And if no living heir can be found, then your assets go to the state. Some states allow estates with relatively low value to bypass probate and use an abbreviated process to settle the estate. 
And for example, Texas law allows estates with a total value of less than $75,000 to skip probate. Arizona is very similar as well. Personal property can be valued at $75,000 or less, and um, real estate would have to be valued at under $100,000. And in those cases, beneficiaries can claim the estate's assets using simpler legal actions, such as by just filing an affidavit or another form. Additionally, when an individual's debts exceed the value of their assets, or a person has no assets at all, probate is often not initiated, and the estate is settled using alternative legal processes. So how probate plays out is largely determined by whether or not you had a valid will in place at the time of your death. However, even in cases where no will exists, or if the will is deemed invalid, the probate process is quite similar. Indeed, once the court appoints someone to oversee the probate process on your behalf, the process unfolds in a nearly identical manner, regardless of whether you have a will or not. So first up, following your death, your executor is responsible for filing your will and death certificate with the court, and this initiates the probate process. From there, the court must authenticate your will to ensure it was properly created and executed in accordance with state law, and this may involve a court hearing. Notice of the hearing must be given to all of the beneficiaries named in your will, along with all potential heirs who would stand to inherit under state law in the absence of a will. And this hearing gives these individuals the opportunity to contest the validity of your will in order to prevent the document from being admitted to probate. For example, someone might contest your will on the grounds that it was improperly executed, signed, witnessed, or notarized, and require, as required by state law. Or someone might claim that you were unduly influenced or coerced to change your will. If such a contest is successful, the court declares your will invalid, which effectively means the document never existed in the first place. Next up is appointing the executor or the administrator. If you created a will, the court must formally appoint the person you named in your will as your executor before they can legally act on your behalf. If you died without a will, the court will appoint someone, typically your closest living relative, to serve in this role. It's known as your personal representative or administrator. In some cases, the court might require your executor to post a bond before they can serve. The bond functions as an insurance policy to reimburse the estate in the event the executor makes a serious error during probate that financially damages the estate. Now, once probate begins, the executor must identify, locate, and take possession of all of your assets so that they can be appraised to determine the total value of your estate. And this includes not only those assets listed in your will and other estate planning documents, but also those you may not have included in your estate plan. And this is why keeping a regularly updated inventory of your assets is so important. Any assets the executor is unable to locate will end up in our state's Department of Unclaimed Property. And across the United States, there's more than 58 billion, and yes, that is billion with a B, of assets stuck in departments of unclaimed property. And fortunately, this is easy to prevent when you work with us or another personal family lawyer, because we not only help you create a comprehensive asset in inventory, we make sure this inventory stays updated throughout your lifetime. 
And in the case of real estate, although the executor is not expected to actually move into your home or other residence, they would be required to ensure that your mortgage, homeowner's insurance, and property taxes are paid while probate is ongoing. And these and other debts can be paid from your estate. And once all of your assets have been located, the executor must determine their value, which is typically done using financial statements and or appraisals. And from there, the combined value of all your assets is used to estimate the total value of your estate. Then, to ensure all of your outstanding debts are paid before your assets are distributed, the executor must notify all of your creditors of your death. And in most states, any unknown creditors can be notified by publishing a death notice with your local newspaper. Creditors typically have a limited period of time, which is usually about one year after being notified to make claims against your estate. And that's a little bit shorter in um, Arizona. If you, uh, depending on whether the notice was published or whether um, whether you gave them actual notice and, and mailed it to them. So it is a shorter time frame here. Then the executor can challenge any creditor claims that he or she considers invalid. And in turn, the creditor can petition the court to rule on whether the claim must be paid. And from there, valid creditor claims are then paid and the executor will use your estate funds to pay all of your final bills, including any outstanding medical and funeral expenses. In addition to paying all of your outstanding private debts, the executor is also responsible for filing and paying any outstanding taxes you owe to the government at the time of death. This will include personal income and capital gains taxes, as well as state and federal estate taxes, if your estate is valuable enough to qualify. And that said, the federal estate tax exemption is currently set at $12.07 million for individuals and twice that for married couples. So most families won't have to worry about estate taxes. And for those who do exceed that threshold, there are several strategies that you can use to reduce the size of your estate to avoid these taxes. Any taxes that are due are paid from estate funds. And in some cases, this may require liquidating assets to raise the needed cash. When you're working with a lawyer, you want to be sure that you're working with one who's not only going to support you during your lifetime to implement tax-saving strategies, but one who will also work with your loved ones following your death in the same capacity to ensure the wealth and legacy you've built pro provides the maximum benefit to those that you leave behind. Then finally, after all of that is said and done, once the court confirms all of your debts and taxes have been paid, and that typically requires the executor to file an accounting of all transactions that they engaged in during the probate process, then the executor can petition the court for authorization to distribute the remaining assets in your estate to the beneficiaries named in your will, or according to state intestate succession laws, if you didn't have a will. Then, once all the assets have been distributed, the executor must file a petition with the court to close probate. If all creditors and taxes have been paid, your assets have been distributed, and there are no other outstanding issues to be addressed, the court will issue an order formally closing the estate and terminating the executor's appointment. As a personal family lawyer firm, one of our primary goals when creating your estate plan 
is to keep your family out of court and out of conflict, no matter what happens to you. However, as you have listened to me talk about, if your family has to go through probate, your estate plan fails woefully short of that goal, leaving those that you love most stuck in this unnecessary, expensive, time-consuming, and public court process. Fortunately, it's actually relatively easy to spare your family the burden of probate with proactive planning. So I invite you to tune back in tomorrow to hear a little bit about those ways that you can do just that. And if you have any questions about this, um, I do remind you that this is general legal advice. It's not meant to be advice specifically for you. So if you find that this is something that you would like to discuss more, then I highly recommend you reach out to a personal family lawyer near you and ask about their family wealth planning session. And you can find a personal family lawyer near you by going to personalfamilylawyer.com. And also, if you happen to be in Arizona or Colorado and wanted to discuss this further with me, then you could reach out and grab a 15 minute slot on my calendar by going to bit.ly forward slash call Easton Law. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash call Easton Law. And until tomorrow, I want to thank you again for tuning in and listening. This has been um, pretty exciting for me to, um, to have started this blog and continued it. And so I hope you'll keep showing up and keeping me accountable to posting um, all these episodes every day. So thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow. This has been Family Wealth and Other Musings, and I'm your host, Becky Easton. Mm -hmm.